Bob, hey, Bob, it's Eric. How are you? Hey, Eric. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. I want to talk to you about this new blog that you posted, The Sriracha Effect. Okay. What's the deal? What turned you on to Sriracha, and, and how are you making a comparison between Sriracha sauce as a product, which is a spicy thing, and uh, colleges and universities and marketing? What's the, what's the connection? You know, I'm not so much comparing the product to colleges as I am comparing or contrasting perhaps their approach to marketing versus how colleges choose to market them. Oh, okay. All right. So Raja keeps it simple, focus on two or three products and make them extraordinarily great, uh, surround those products with an ethos and a, a mystique, even a mythology that resolve, uh, re requires that they not spend any money then on traditional advertising. So effectively, the, the the word of mouth about the product itself is its own marketing. Yeah, I would say the, the customers become product advocates, yeah. chief marketers. Yeah. And, you know, you see that all the time. You know, when, when Apple came out with a new product, everybody was running around with the little white danglies in their ears and they were telling their friends about their new iPhone or their new iPad or their new this, that, or the other. You know, that really means that Apple no longer has to spend any money on, on marketing. They well, choose to spend their money on developing products that are really in demand. So when we talk about a college developing product, um, you're talking about plowing more money into the academic program to make it stronger and, and how so, or plowing more money into the student life experience and making it better? Well, I, I think, it's, think it's, 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 it's both and maybe sometimes neither. It's not necessarily making programs stronger, but it's making programs more compelling. You could have a great program in archaeology, you just don't have any student interest in it. Yeah. So what I want is our strong programs that are in demand. But it's not just curricular. There's all kinds of extracurricular and co-curricular, and I don't know where those lines start and stop anymore. But you're really looking about the student experience. The centerpiece has to be the academic experience. Yeah. But residential life, athletics, social life, I mean, all those are extremely important for many kinds of colleges, less important for other kinds, but all of them require a compelling academic experience. Well, and if you talk to any provost or VPAA across the country, they'll tell you that their program is compelling and, and that it is distinctive and it is unique and special. And the, my experience is they've really not looked at their competitors, so <laughs> they really don't have a good foundation for comparing. They just are drinking a lot of their own Kool-Aid, you know. How do you, yeah. how do you approach it? How do you approach a an academic program and say, let's talk about making the program more compelling. I mean, what, how does that work? Well, first off, I would challenge them. I would not use the words compelling, unique, and distinctive. They're not synonymous. Oh, okay. you know, unique and distinctive are relatively synonymous. They may, may be cousins or occasionally siblings. Yeah. But compelling is nothing like those things. You know, a three-legged cow is, is, is distinctive. It's just not interesting. It's kind of interesting, <laughs> but not for a long period of time. So what makes you compelling, you know, if, if a dean says to me, our programs are compelling, then I'm going to say that I'm assuming then that they're all sloughing off sufficient net tuition revenue, right? Mm. You know, your discount rate is zero, right? Mm. You know, you're, you're, you got really happy alumni because they've all got great jobs or great opportunities after graduation, right? So, you know, I'm going to help them realize that by some of the things they say, by responding with questions that helps them. Rethink. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know what makes a program compelling 
you know, this first off, students decide, not faculty and staff. Faculty and staff absolutely have to have their heart in it, but ultimately students decide whether or not it's compelling. And they decide if it's not enrolling or not enrolling. Yeah, absolutely. And they decide by paying or not paying. You know, it's, it's, that's why when I ask the college, what's the one number you need to keep track of? And they say, well, it's enrollment. I'm going, ah, baloney. You know, your discount rate is 80%. The last thing you really want is more students. Yeah. Yep. It's really in the net tuition revenue. So it's not so much that students are paying for it. It's just that somebody else is paying for it besides the college. You know, the students may be paying for it. They may be willing to take out a loan because they know the payoff is going to be there. Mm-hmm. But there's no such thing as a high-value proposition and a high discount rate at the same school. You cannot, they cannot occupy the same space. They're like matter and antimatter. Yep. Yep. One, way, one feeds or takes away from the other. Yeah, that's interesting. Absolutely. Well, this is cool. I appreciate the blog, and uh, let's hope everybody reads it and is inspired to spice up how they're thinking about making their academic program compelling. How'd you like that little spice up reference? Sriracha. Great. Make me look good.